The National Film Registry has a festival problem. Kind of like millennials today. When the registry recognizes a concert film, it is always a festival. Woodstock, The Tammy Show, and now Monterey Pop from 1968. Are they all worth inclusion on the registry? Absolutely, no question. Does it overlook more significant films in the concert film genre? Notably, like I've said a million times, Stop Making Sense? Yes. And I won't say it's ridiculous that Monterey Pop makes it on before Stop Making Sense, but aesthetically, Stop Making Sense is a better film. Culturally, mm, I might go with Monterey Pop on that one. Historically, mm, yeah, Monterey Pop. But aesthetically, it is so far ahead of what Monterey Pop did. Even though it's beautifully shot, of course, when you have D.A. Pennebaker directing with Albert Mazels and Richard Leacock. And I seem to remember hearing that Ed Emchwiller did some of the shooting for this, too. But either way, it's, it's a gorgeous film. But it's also a documentary record of a naturally occurring concert event instead of a constructed event that is actually telling you about the time of the art outside of just the music. That's what Stop Making Sense does so well. Someday they'll put it on the list and I'll never have to talk about it again. Monterey Pop is <coughs> a phenomenal film. You have performances by Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Otis Redding, uh, The Who, Jefferson Airplane, Ravi Shankar does a set that's pretty dope. And the film was produced by Lou Adler, who produced a ton of things. Devotees of Rocky Horror will recognize that name. And John Phillips of The Mamas and Papas. And I haven't seen this in a long time, but I thought The Mamas and the Papas were actually featured in the film. What is actually interesting about this is how much of this footage defines these performers, and we don't even really know it. When you see footage of Jimi Hendrix, the odds are it's from Monterey Pop. When you see footage of Janis Joplin, odds are it's from Monterey Pop. And honestly, the Jefferson Airplane set on Monterey Pop is phenomenal. It's probably the one I think they should be best remembered for. There aren't a lot of films of them from the Fillmore West back in the day, which is kind of a shame because I hear they were amazing. The idea of immediacy here is what's actually most interesting. It was shot on portable 16 cameras, so it has this sort of, I don't want to say newsreel, but it feels somewhat like reportage. But at the same time, the cameras are being wielded in a way that have a cinematographer's eye as opposed to a news cameraman's eye. There's a significant difference, and Pennebaker often rides that line. Maisel absolutely rides that line. If you watch uh, Grey Gardens, for example, easy to see that line. Richard Leacock does to a degree as well. Leacock, I think, of all the uh, camera people, his work is the least artistically filmed, but it is the most lyrically filmed. And you see this throughout his films. They are less precise, but there's a fluidity to them that is really enticing. Now, of course... Monterey Pop predated Gimme Shelter, Woodstock, pretty much every major concert film you could think of, the show. But its influence, I really do believe, is less in it as a film than as the individual aspects that were captured, which speaks to the historically and to the culturally to a degree. It is that footage of Jimi Hendrix's guitar on fire. It is that footage of Janis Joplin performing with that maniac intensity she had. It's the footage of Otis Redding hammering at home. It is less about the film itself, which is 
is really an amazing watch. But I found myself, the last time I watched it, about a decade ago, I guess, moving back and forth between incredibly drawn and completely absorbed by the footage to then merely enjoying a film. There is less to think about here than in something like Stop Making Sense, or even a couple of the, the Kiss concert films. If I had to choose concert films, it's a, it's a tough choice, but you know, Stop Making Sense is the obvious one. Woodstock, Monterey Pop, Gimme Shelter, Cocksucker Blues, uh, absolutely Monterey Pop. They'd be up there, but to think about how does a set of films define an entire genre? How many concert films does the National Film Registry need? My answer to that is actually going to probably surprise you. It needs about ten. Those that I listed, probably the show, a wonderful, wonderful film from the 90s, probably need something with one of the big concert films that were being used to show off new forms of film, something like the Lady Gaga Tony Bennett concert that was done in the, that three-screen Barco projection. Something like a, I wouldn't say Woodstock 99, but something with a capturing of how punk rock and then later alternative grunge, how that all sort of happened. And all of that happened within film. A lot of people don't realize that. We already have uh, the decline and fall of Western civilization, but there's more, a whole lot more. And exploring those is a really important key. What using concert films does is it allows you to cut down the number of other films you need to add. You don't need to add the footage of individual concerts of Jimi Hendrix, of Janis Joplin, of The Doors. By the way, they should put The Doors on. It's one of Oliver Stone's most underrated films, and it's really important. It's the gateway to both JFK and Natural Born Killers, which visually were his most incredible films, both of which need to be on the registry. But this idea that you can kill many ducks with one stone, that's a powerful one. But it also misses out on one of the key aspects, and that is how do we represent the idea of artistry beyond film, and in this case, beyond the individual star qualities. And the registry needs to, I think, tackle that. This is a great entry. It may sound like I'm bad-mouthing it, and I am, but really, it is a great film that y'all should watch.